What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Creating Madness. I'm here once again with my good friend and co-host, Ethan. Ethan, what's going on? Not much, John. I'm actually in Columbus, Ohio for this recording. So, get to be right by Ohio State. Pretty fun. How are you doing? I'm doing well myself. Texas beat West Virginia by 30 points or something like that yesterday. So, that made my Saturday awesome. And this Sunday this Sunday's even better because we get to talk college hoops. And before we get into our episode quickly, Ethan, shout out our social media. Please follow at ATR Madness on Twitter. Uh, we are getting ever so close to 1,000 followers, and we're still doing that giveaway once we hit 1,000. So make sure that you guys follow. Simple. Go follow ATR Madness. All right. Let's get into our topics. So starting off with the first topic scandalous activity out of New Mexico. The New Mexico State men's basketball team has had their season suspended. And Ethan will give you the details as to why that happened. Ethan, what happened over in New Mexico State? So after earlier a scandal, a potential uh, murder being covered up, not when it was a player defending himself, uh, they now have potential hazing allegations and New Mexico State suspended their operations of the basketball program. And this isn't just some random mid-major team. This is a team that got a win last year in March Madness. And this is a team that might have been on the road to doing that again. Yeah, this is a well-known mid-major. Uh, has produced high-level NBA players like Pascal Siakam. Not, not anything close to a joke of a program. So this is a pretty big development. And we wanted to cover it first because it was probably the biggest story in basketball for the day that it came out, which is saying something considering that there's almost a big event that happens every day in college basketball. So sad to see out of the New Mexico State men's basketball team. But, you know, if you don't behave at a, like, civilian like level, then you probably shouldn't be able to, you know, play college basketball. It goes all right. that hazing is wrong at all levels. Yes. All right. Next topic, Kentucky, men's basketball. I personally don't think that they will make the tournament this year. Now, they could get some bias, some blue blood bias, uh, blue blood bias by the selection committee, or they could go on a run and beat some really good SEC teams. But the way they're playing right now and with their most recent loss to Oh, dang it, I forgot. Well, with the, with, with the recent losses they've been racking up, it's they not looking good. Somehow, it, it's just, wow. It's, the coaching's falling apart. Their best players are falling apart. I think the only guy who's playing good on the team is Oscar Sheeway. Severe Wheeler has fallen off a cliff. He started the season all right. His point guard duty has been a tragedy. It's just not looking good for this team. Ethan, what other problems do you think this Kentucky team has as to why they won't make the tournament? Well, truthfully, the, the fan base behind Kentucky, usually one of the best in college basketball, is turning on the program. They're turning on Calipari. I mean, you're 16-9. and nine. This is not a thing that Kentucky fans are used to. Yes, you still have enough games that if you win out of, what is it, the six you have left, if you win four of them and you win a game or two in the – Honestly, all they need to do is win four of them as long as they beat one of the quality opponents. 
that they have left. So it'll be tough, but I think Kentucky can make the tournament. It's really going to depend on if they choke out these final six games because you look at their schedule, Mississippi State, Tennessee, Florida, Auburn, Vanderbilt, Arkansas. They need to get that win versus Mississippi State. They need to get the win versus Auburn. And Vanderbilt. And Vanderbilt, for sure. They need to at least get one quality win, though. Like, Tennessee, Auburn, Arkansas are the quality games. Also, I'm, So, they're going to really have to step it up in these final couple weeks because it's not looking good. Overall, when you look at this Kentucky program, I don't know about you, John. I think that they might need to take a step into looking into another coach. Well, real quickly before we get into that wormhole, Kentucky, in their most recent game, lost to Georgia. I forgot earlier in the episode, sorry. And adding on to Ethan's comments about, you know, their wins and their actual strength of their 16 wins, they're 1-7 in quad one games. And for those of you who don't understand what quad one games means, there are four quadrants of teams in college basketball, quad one being the highest echelon of game that you can play in. And they have played eight of them, and they have won one. Just to put in perspective how bad that is, most teams with that record do not make the tournament. Agreed. It would be this, very surprising if they made it in. I will say this on behalf of Cal Perry really quickly. He bring is bringing in the sixth overall, or fifth overall, excuse I me. Was, yeah, uh, just about to say that. Uh, to, it, I, that was my whole response to your head coaching change thing. If he can't make it work with them, then you probably move on. But, I mean, he's bringing in a, an absolutely loaded class. All right, I see. So what you're saying is he gets one more year after losing to St. Peter's in the first round. I mean, maybe not even like one more year because again, they had a really good team when they were playing at St. Peter's. They're a two seed. People like people tend to forget that. I mean, St. Peter's also held it close to North Carolina. They beat a good Murray State team. They beat a really good Purdue team. And so we understand that no Kentucky team should ever lose to St. Peter's, but to, to throw it all out the window the next season in case they don't do good is a little harsh, in my opinion. We're still dealing with one of the guys who is one of the best recruiters in college basketball, routinely is bringing this team to high seeds, and just, keeps up, he's, just, uh, just because he's having one lackluster season doesn't mean we need to throw him out the window if he doesn't do good next year. I think, with, you know, he's not that old. He's not like Jim Beheim, Jim Larinaga old. Not like Mike Woodson old, so still keep him around. See still what he can still see what he can do, and if he really can't get it done over the next few years, then you maybe look. But again, they were two seed last year. It's a very still a very good program. They're just having one down season, so I think we should hold the trigger, especially for Kentucky fans who are used to excellence at all times about the firing because they're still a good program. That's that's my cent two cents on it. Ethan, do you got anything else over the uh, Kentucky topic? No, I'm ready to move into the next topic because I'm actually very excited to talk about it. All right. Well, Ethan, we'll let you talk about this topic then. Uh, Indiana's been proving themselves lately. I'll just say simply enough, they got a big win over Michigan yesterday and they continue to beat a ton of ranked teams. Ethan, what does this mean for you as a Big Ten analyst? So, obviously, you play Michigan this season. That should be an easy win. It wasn't. They played hard. They played bad in the first half however they were able to bounce back and then they game before that they beat Rutgers which is one of the hardest things to do in basketball they were giving up before yesterday the seventh least points per game in the country 
And then they also beat their in-state rival, Purdue, who was the number, who's the number one overall team in the country. Obviously, they have some iffy losses, want them to have. However, this Indiana team has bounced back from what we said they were going to be before the season. I'm not going to say that there should be a top 10 team, but they had, they've bounced back into the rankings where they should be. And looking at their schedule up ahead, they have three games in their final stretch of six against teams that should be in March Madness in Illinois, Northwestern, and Purdue. So this should be fun. No game in the Big Ten is a easy win. So Indiana's gonna have to step it up if they want to still be ranked heading into March Madness. I think I think even this would probably wraps up your thoughts. Indiana might not be a top ten team, but they're playing like a top ten team. Agreed. Yeah. So they're they're playing really well right now. Uh they're they're peaking at the right time, I would say. Hopefully they can keep this hot streak up into the rest of their Big Ten play and into tournament play and eventually into March Madness because when you really look at it, we're not that far away at all. I mean, it's 28 days in this month, obviously. So give it 16 more days. Selection Sundays on the fifth or something like that, and then we're right into it in like the eighth. We're, like we're 30 days away from March Madness start. Yeah. We're 20 away from Selection Sunday. So I am already excited for that, and I think the Indiana men's basketball team is as well as they're really peaking at the right time. All right. This Missouri-Tennessee game that we're going to be talking about next is absolutely insane, considering Missouri barely won on the last shot, but the entire game before then was nuts. We start off with Missouri taking an absolutely massive lead going into halftime. I believe they're up 12. It looked like Tennessee was out of it. All of a sudden, Tennessee storms back, takes the lead. I think they're up at 8 at one point. Kind of looks like Tennessee's game towards the end once again. Missouri starts to come back. Ethan, what happened at the very end of the game? So the very end of the game, this has been a problem all year for Santiago Scobie. Misses a free throw. That leads to a turnover by Tennessee after the rebound. And then DeAndre Golson makes a three-point shot from deep. Maybe not as insane as the full-court shot that we saw, but... Anytime Missouri beats Tennessee, that's a big win for them. They played good down the stretch, and hey, overall, that was a great game. I mean, any game that ends on a buzzer beater for the win, that's March Madness-esque. And real quickly, we're not saying the sirens are flying yet for Tennessee, but their last two games against Vanderbilt and Missouri, they managed to lose both of them, so... Not not what you want out of those two games for sure if you're Tennessee. But, again, sirens are not flying yet, but it's not good. So we just want to talk about the game real quickly because it was one of the crazier games that hasn't gone to overtime we've seen this year just because of how drastically the points are changing for each team. So it was a really fun game to watch. Finally, let's get into this. Who is winning the Big 12 this season? Now, as our Big 12 analyst, I have a few thoughts, and the first of which is, of course, Kansas, okay? This is, on paper, the best team in college basketball, in my opinion. They have Jalen Wilson, Grady Dick, Dewan Harris, 
KJ Adams, all these star level players who will be playing in the NBA within one to two years for all of them. And they have the best coach. They play in the best arena. They have a good competitive advantage in the Big 12 tournament as the Big 12 tournaments in Kansas City, which is not that far from Lawrence. Everything is going Kansas's way, but there are a few other teams who have an argument as well. I don't like to talk about them as much because they're my team, but I really think that Texas can win the Big 12. They currently have the best record. I think the only team they haven't beat is Kansas in the Big 12. They have, in my opinion, this might not be right, but the most well-rounded team in terms of, you know, guards, big men, depth. Although we have an interim head coach, he's 17-4, and we're still looking really good despite our, you know, uh, hiccup earlier in the season with Coach Beard. So I think it's really between those two teams. Baylor still looks a little scary. Kansas State looks like they were peaking at their best earlier in the season. Iowa State took a big loss to Oklahoma State at home, which probably devastated the morale. And TCU's not even is TCU's not even over five hundred in conference. And then every other team is struggling to get into the Big Twelve, get into March Madness. So that's my thoughts on the Big Twelve as a whole. Ethan, where are we looking in terms of the Big Twelve for you? So assuming that Kansas and Texas win out the rest of their games until they face each other. I'm going to probably say uh, whoever wins that final game. Whoever, it's in Austin. It's it's in Austin. That will favor Texas slightly. However, again, college basketball, anything can happen. I think it's between Kansas and Texas. As you mentioned, Texas is perhaps one of the most well-rounded teams in the country. And Kansas is perhaps the best coached team in the country with Bill Self. Yep. That's for sure. And just to be clear, Austin is where the University of Texas is for anybody who doesn't know the geography that well. But I'm really excited to see what the Big 12 tournament is like because Kansas, Kansas State always have a big advantage there as well as Iowa State. And all the Texas teams and Oklahoma teams have to come in there with hostile competitive environments. Maybe not even Oklahoma teams considering that Oklahoma's below Kansas, but mostly the Texas teams in West Virginia since they're so far away. So I'm really excited for that. And just to be, just so you guys know, uh, the Big 12 has not changed yet. If you guys are really that far behind, that will be next season. But if that's it, then, you know, that's all of our topics. So that's, that's enough for me. I don't have anything else to say. Ethan, do you have any other final thoughts? Uh, no, thank you guys for tuning into the shorter episode of creating madness and we will see you next week when we are one week closer to march madness have a nice day guys